1: And
2: I welcome you today to CSD Talk Radio. It is my honor, my privilege, and my pleasure to be here with you today. It's been one of those mornings where uh, I have lots of ideas floating around in my head and all these articles sitting in front of me, and not one of them is getting me all excited. But I do have some things I want to share with you today that I think you will, I hope we can make some, I don't know, I hope we can make some sense out of all the nonsense. But, uh Let's go to the Lord in prayer, because he is not nonsense. For such a time as this, oh, most gracious Heavenly Father, your children come before you once again. What a special time across this great nation. So many taking a moment just to spend with you. Thank you, Father. Father. For all those who are joining me today in prayer, Father, we praise you for who you are, the creator of all life, the sustainer, our Father, our Savior, one who never leaves us, omnipresent, magnificent. Father, we do need always to beg for your forgiveness for our shortcomings, for when we have stayed quiet and we should have spoken. Father, make us bold and courageous, but with wisdom and discernment. May we speak boldly, but speak with love. Father, we thank you that we are able to find laughter. Laughter is good for us. And I know that you laughed. When you walked on this earth, I ask that you will put your hedge of protection around President Donald Trump and around those who are trying so hard to fight for justice and righteousness. I pray that you'll be with those who are under persecution right now, the January 6th prisoners, those who have, have been uh, attacked for their faith, Father the religious beliefs they're being hounded at the door Satan is dancing in the street Father let's trip him up for he is not the victor we need to realize we are already victorious because of your victories over death for such a time as this most gracious Heavenly Father we come before you your children To worship you, to praise you, and to ask for your guidance, your courage, your boldness, and your wisdom to lead us. And may we be brave enough to follow. For such a time as this, in Jesus' name, that I pray. Amen. Ice cream, anyone? I have to laugh. It's just, at what is news today? You just, it, well, laughter's good for us, after all. When President Trump had a dinner there at the White House, one of the very first ones he had, the media came unglued because he had two scoops of ice cream when everyone else in the room only had one scoop of ice cream. He used to bother my kids, too, you know. Somebody got more. Well, my wise dad got a bigger bowl than us? <laughs> But when Biden heads to the ice cream shop, I don't see one CNN or any other media claiming his selfishness with the ice cream or his gluttony of too many scoops on the pile of the cone or talking with his mouth full or of ice cream or while crunching on the cone. That's, you know, horrible, bad manners. But he did it. One of the talk show hosts last night decided to delve into and research this obsession that Biden has with ice cream. Because it's, it's kind of all in the news now. Every time you see him, he's crunching on the ice cream, licking an ice cream cone. It's kind of nasty. But anyway, it's interesting what he found. And yes, we are looking for answers as this seems to be a bigger obsession than just a jar of jelly beans on the media, which media also hated, that was always on President Ronald Reagan's desk. So we looked up some of this ice cream, and, according to the Alzheimer's Association, never run out of ice cream. There is no doubt about it. Yes, ice cream. Ice cream can be very nostalgic. Each of us probably has our favorite flavor, which is claiming, which is calming, I'm sorry, and delectable. I like uh, lots of ice cream, but I'm not a fan of chocolate ice cream myself. I like chocolate on my vanilla ice cream. I like butterbrickle. I'd never heard of butter butterbrickle until I married my husband, and that was one of his favorite ice creams. But it says here when people with dementia think of ice cream, they recall brighter, warmer days spent with family and friends. A single spoonful of ice cream can instantaneously... Soothe the soul. I'm going to tell my husband that today. We're going to go have to have some ice cream. Whenever you get a scoop, a new scoop, it stimulates pleasure receptors in the brain, erasing all the frustration related, relating to unpleasant feelings. When you think of ice cream, you think of good memories that you can bring back with you. Use it to calm a restless mind and promote positive emotions. It is a great way for caregivers to get their loved ones to focus on something else, like something more uplifting. Figure out what flavor your loved one ha- likes, a uh, favorite ice cream, and make sure you never run out. So, ice cream, we all love ice cream. There's not too many people that don't like I like sherbet as well. But, ice cream seems to be something that they're constantly... Feeding Joe Biden <laughs> we're not we're not yes we are we are jumping to conclusions he is constantly lost my friends that is not I know we kind of laugh about it but it's really not funny I had a mother with Alzheimer's it's really not funny and I think it's I think it's a, a tragedy and a sin evil Whoever made this decision to put this man in the White House. You know, President Obama was a terrible president when he was president, and he's even worse when he's not elected as the ghost president. But they constantly let Joe Biden lose his way. He gets lost when he has to leave the podium. He gets lost when they're out having thing in the yard there or, or wherever he is. He doesn't know how to exit. He doesn't know where to go. It's embarrassing to this nation. It really doesn't say a whole lot for those who are supposed to be controlling him and leading him. Even the national, even the security, you'd think they'd at least uh, step up, make sure he gets off the platform correctly. America is a laughing stock because we allowed this to happen. It was actually forced upon us. I want to talk a little bit about the COVID vaccine when we come back. Joe Biden took the fifth jab today. Amazing, isn't it? That's more flu shots than anybody ought to get. You're listening to CSC Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann. We'll be right back. Oh, yes, we're also going to talk about the witch that just won't go away. You're listening to CSC Talk Radio. We'll be right back. We have returned. You're listening to CSC Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann. So Biden is getting his fifth. He got his fifth COVID shot today and uh, says the virus is still a threat. But this comes after he just got through saying there's no longer a pandemic. The pandemic is over. So President uh, Biden is still under a a national emergency himself, apparently. You got to admit it, this is the second year. Five shots in 24 months or less than 24 months because really we didn't start getting the jab until late in 2020. So 48 months less than it's it's it doesn't make sense, does it? Now, yesterday I got this article uh, that um, the judge in New York City has tossed out the vaccine mandate that was that ordered and fired city workers. And he ordered them to get payback. They were to get all that pay they lost. It's time for the city of New York to do what is right and what is just. The state and island Supreme Court Justice Ralph Porzio wrote in his decision on Tuesday. More than 1,750 city workers were fired for refusing to get vaccinated, including 36 members of the NYPD and more than 950 Department of Education employees. In his 13-page ruling, (laughs) he must like to write, Porzio said then City Health Commissioner David Chokshi, I'm, I'm sure I'm messing up these names. We're going to talk about that in a minute too. October twentieth of twenty one ordered. Via, he ordered his order violates the separation of powers and doctrine enshrined in the state's constitution. The vaccination mandate for city employees was not just about safety and public health; it was about compliance, said the judge. Moving on, Prozio also noted the Big Apple's nearly 80% vaccination rate before saying that we shouldn't be penalizing the people who showed up to work at great risk to themselves and their families while we were locked down. He also said he Porzio said, experience from the pandemic has shown that the protections provided by vaccinations are not absolute with breakthrough infections occurring, even for those who have been vaccinated. Now, remember, Biden just got his fifth vaccination. He's had COVID, what, two or three times now. However, the mayor... Is still again it. <laughs> They've already filed an appeal. In the meantime, the mandate remains in place as this ruling pertains solely to the individual petitioners in this case. Doesn't matter if you if you weren't on that petition, you ain't going to get your back pay. Now that's just wrong. Isn't that what they call a precedence? So, we continue to review the court's decision, which conflicts. With numerous other rulings already holding the mandate, it's all about the rulings. Well, what about the evidence? Well, tyrants never quite get it, do they, or maybe they do get it. They just ignore it. They ignore it, and they lie about it. Remember when they were telling us you get in fact, I had a friend tell me. Because I wasn't getting the jab. She says, if everybody would get the jab, this pandemic would be done. But it's not. covid vax virus is not going to go away. It is with us forever. Kind of like those little floaties in your eyes. Once you got those, they're with you for life. They're your friends for life. You got to get used to them. COVID is here like a flu. It's not going away. And the jab doesn't keep you from getting it. Does it stop you from getting it worse? They haven't even proved that yet. There's people who assume that they didn't have it as bad because they had the jab. But we don't know that that's positively true. We don't we do know that it's dangerous to young people, particularly young males. But that hasn't stopped them from now putting it on the child's list, the school list, school children. Why do you think they did that? Well, we talked about that a week or so ago. Because once it's on that list, you cannot hold them liable, which makes no sense to me. Other than before it goes on that list, it's supposed to have really been researched. This vaccine has not been researched. And what research they have done has not been positive. So that's all I'm going to say about that for this moment. But the witch just won't go away, will she? (laughs) She just keeps coming out. If you tell a lie big enough and keep repeating it, people will eventually come to believe it the lie can be maintained only for such a time as the state can shield the people from the political economic and or military consequences of the lie it thus becomes vitally important for the state to use all of its powers to repress dissent for the truth is the mortal enemy of the lie and thus by extension the truth is the greatest enemy of the state, Adolf Hitler. Now think about it, just for a moment, before I go on and talk about the witch. Think about all the lies that we have been told over COVID. I mean, common sense would tell us you don't quarantine the healthy. When they're telling everyone to stay locked in your homes... Yet they tell, they open up the prison gates. That didn't make sense, did it? But they just kept telling this lie over and over, and it's large. And we believed it. Now think about the climate change hoax. It is a huge, huge, huge lie. That's as good as my Donald Trump gets. It's a lie. There's no truth to it. And it's being used and perpetrated to control the people into compliance and to take your land. But that was Adolf Hitler about lying. have to lie. You have to lie. And my son used to say in the pastorate, he's in the pastorate, and we used to joke about the crazy hard-to-pronounce names that are in the Bible, in particular the Old Testament. (laughs) Kind of like that name I couldn't pronounce earlier. He says, just say it with confidence, because nobody else can pronounce it either. Just say it with confidence. Well, they speak as if what they say is factual. Rudy and I had this little discussion. They, meaning the Democrats right now, and the media. They will ridicule anyone who has uttered the words that the 2020 election was not legitimate or that had issues. Yet no one corners them and says, why do you believe that it didn't? Give me the facts. Give me the information you have. You just can't say it. Remember, Joe Biden said, we have put together, I think, the most extensive and, and inclusive voter fraud organization in the history of American politics. As he hid in the basement and historically won or stole the 2020 election. They speak as if what they say is factual. And the witch just won't go away. There's absolutely nothing honest about Hillary Clinton. The woman paid for the fake dossier. She tried to frame President Donald Trump. She trumped up all kinds of lies on the campaign trail to destroy this man and after he was in office and his family. She has the FBI helping her and hiding information for her. But President Donald Trump was not a legitimate president, I believe. (laughs) I believe Stacey Abrams is Hillary's loveless child. That's what I believe. We're going to talk about the witch Hillary when we return and about what's going on. Because now it looks like they're going to lose largely, meaning the Democrats. And so they're already putting it out there that the GOP are cheating. And I won't say some of them haven't, but we already have proof. That they're putting it together again. You're listening to CST Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann. We'll be right back. You're listening to CSE Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann. So I'm I'm going over this article, and and this is and maybe all of you heard her last night, and they were playing it over and over again. She claims that, and sh- this is the New York Post that's uh, uh, being quoted here, but also that my article is actually coming from American Greatness. The New York Post report, reports that Clinton in an October 21st video, said that right-wing extremists already have a plan to literally steal the next presidential election and they're not making a secret of it. Oh, really? Really? Is it the same right-wing conspiracy folks who claimed your husband caught him in a sexual scandal, numerous scandals, including the rape of a woman? Is it those right-wing extremists? I think she called them radicals then, but now they're extremists. And the right-wing controlled Supreme Court. You know, they're just, they love adjectives. They just love them, they love them, they love them. She denies the fact she hates the Electoral College, even though that is one way her husband won an election. It hasn't helped her. And she says, I believe he, meeting Donald Trump, understands that the many varying tactics they used in the 2019 interview, she said, from still complaining that she lost in 2016. From voter suppression and voter purging to hacking to the false stories, he knows that. There were just a bunch of different reasons why the election turned out like it did. Yeah, one of them is Benghazi. One of them is the missing emails. One of them is the smashed telephones that uh, Hillary did and the bleach bit. One of them is because very few self-thinking, intelligent people like you, Hillary. They just don't like you. And we're tired of you complaining about losing the 2016 election when we have facts in our hands that you're the one who cheated and you just still lost. So, Hillary, what difference does it make, we have to ask? Tactics. Oh, she knows about tactics, does she not? We have an article here. The Texas GOP, Planned Parenthood, O'Rourke campaign, are trying to register dead people to vote. They've caught them red-handed. It's not the DNC. I mean, it's not the GOP. It's the DNC that once again is cheating to win an election. That's just one. And it came out yesterday, and we already know that that Facebook and the social media squashed would not allow the information on Hunter Biden's laptop to get out. We know that Hillary and Bill's wonderful foundation was corrupt. We know that the money that was all given to them for Haiti never made it to Haiti. Why doesn't anybody push this woman back in the corner and start asking her these questions? Well, I'll tell you why. We don't have a legitimate media in this country, including the conservative medias. They're profiting from all these scandals. They're profiting from all this division that America has. So Google search is rigging the midterm elections now. They already know that. These Republican candidates that look like they're going to whoop the socks off of some of these Democrats are having trouble even finding their own information because they've buried it. And we know they do it. When I look up an article, if I'm using Google, it will never take me to Fox News. It'll never take me to Newsmax. It'll never take me to American Greatness. It will never take me to Front Page Magazine. The ones that I use, it won't take me there. Now, they have that in their algorithms because I use it all the time. But it won't take me there. It'll take me to CNN, MSNBC. It'll take me where it wants to take me. It has kidnapped you, my friends. It has kidnapped you. Remember when we were growing up, when Mom wanted us to do something we didn't really particularly want to do or it was telling us something we didn't particularly like, we'd ask Why? Why? Of course, we got because I said so many times. But that's not comparable. It's not acceptable in politics. The problem I see and never hear is anybody asking them why. Why do you believe it was such a good election in 2020 and the 2016 was so bad? <sighs> because they lost. The Democrats always complain when they lose. It's time that we ask that man behind the curtain that seems to be controlling things even in the Wizard of Oz. He was a fraud. Hillary Clinton is a fraud. The Democrat Party are fraudulent. Joe Biden is a fraud. Barack Obama is a fraud. They are not what they pretend to be in front of you. Except now they're kind of letting it all hang out. We know they're socialists. We know they're Marxists. We know that they hate America. While they profited on the yellow brick road, they want to blow it up behind them so no one else can. I promised you earlier this week that I was going to share this article with you, and it's, it's uh, Victor Davis Hansen, And I love, 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 love this man. And I just think he's so smart. <laughs> he he kind of rubbed me the wrong way with the title. Will democracy die in darkness after November? Now, I know you probably think, and Beth, get off of this. Get off of this thing with democracy. No, I want them to get off of it. Once in a while you hear him saying republic. Maybe because some of you have been listening and understand that while we have some democrat policies, democratic I guess they're Democrat policies. We are a constitutional republic. Do you know that uh, Russia claims to be a republic? But what is the difference? We have a constitution and a bill of rights. They do not. I think they have somewhat of a constitution. But a democracy is, in a pure democracy, which we are not, it's mob rule. Majority rules, there is no electoral college. Now, you got to understand, the electoral college is only for the presidential election, and that is because the presidential election is nationwide. There's no, there's no need for it in a Missouri election on its own. So, he's talking about this democracy dying, and of course, the Democrats, Hillary, they think democracy is dead. Democracy is dead if they didn't win. Well, because everybody else cheated if they didn't win, because we are the greatest. They're the greatest cheaters. And they're the greatest complainers. Now, not going to stand up for all the Republicans. You know I'm not. I don't do that. But right now, (laughs) I believe, and I said this yesterday, Winning the presidency is important in 2024. Winning the Senate and the House is important right now. But it's also important that we start taking the states back. It's not about Republican and Democrat. It's about constitutionality. And unfortunately, most of our politicians are not truly constitutional. But we're going to look a little bit at some of the questions that... uh, Victor Davis Hanson has brought to uh, light in this article. You're listening to CSC Talk Radio. We'll be right back.
0: Have you heard about vine-to-bar chocolate? It's the winemaker's chocolate, the world's first chocolate made with well-vined Chardonnay Mark.
2: Don't miss Abby Johnson as she delivers a message of life in St. Charles, Missouri for Vitae Foundation's annual pro-life event on Thursday, October 27th at St. Charles Convention Center in St. Charles, Missouri. Abby is the author of the national best-selling book and movie adaptation, Unplanned, which tells the story of her powerful conversion from abortion clinic director to outspoken pro-life advocate. Abby believes in the work of Vitae Foundation as they utilize digital marketing strategies to connect abortion-determined women with life-saving resources at local pregnancy help centers. Reserve your seat today by going to adsforlife.org. Again, that's Abby Johnson on October 27th in St. Charles at the Convention Center in St. Charles, Missouri. Before this event sells out, register today at adsforlife.org. That's adsforlife.org.
1: Hi, I'm Elmer Heinrich. My company sells a nutritional product called Immuno 150. If you haven't heard of it, you need to go to the website immuno150.com or call our toll-free number. Now, we sell to thousands of consumers, and our reorder rate is above 94%. Now, many people ask us how we can sell a month's supply of immuno 150 for less than $50, when most of our competition is $70 to $80 a month. It's simple. We don't pay celebrities or testimonial people to say something good about the product. immuno 150 stands on its own with 70 minerals and 80 other nutrients. It doesn't need any help, and it has more than color, taste, and smell. I am 88 years old, and my wife is 79, both with no dementia, arthritis, or allergies, and no aches or pains of any kind, nothing, all because of Immuno 150. Now, check the number of minerals in the product you take. Don't be surprised if you don't find more than 12. Order Immuno 150 to see what 70 minerals can do for you. Call our toll-free number, 888-316-2224.
2: And we have returned to listening to CSC Talk Radio. So this is uh, an article off of American Greatness by Victor Davis Hanson. I haven't seen him lately, but usually when he's done one of these articles, he's all over the uh, uh, news talk talk shows and they're, they're talking to him. He says, the Democrats will soon chant democracy is dying because they are terrified it is thriving as never before. In other words, they're going to lose. <laughs> he's saying they're going to lose. And he says, as the Democrats will soon chant, democracy is dying because they are terrified of it thriving. He said, at the grassroots resurgence, and that the grassroots resurgence is mostly because Republicans are no longer so easily stereotyped as the out-of-touch party (laughs) of Mitt Romney and the condescending Bill Crystals. You know, it is amazing to me how these things waffle back and forth, but the Democrats have never been a good party. Now, that doesn't mean that the Democrat that lives next door is not a good person, or that your uncle, I have an uncle that was a Democrat, always a Democrat, my daddy was the other way, so they got in a few heated battles, words, not not fists. And all of his children seem to be more Democrat. No matter what, they're going to vote Democrat. And I think that's because they fail to see what's actually happening. They're not paying attention to the man behind the curtain and what's actually taking place. It's not because they're not smart. It's because we have fallen in this trap. It is a monopoly. This two-party system is a monopoly That has seized American liberty. That is Beth's opinion. But it's correct. (laughs) He says history was always obvious. We always knew that any president in the first midterm historically loses about 28 seats in the House and four seats in the Senate. I'm hoping it's going to be more than that this time. I don't know how many are really running, but I hope it's also going to be in the states, because unless we take it a clean sweep, and no, we don't really want one party ruling. We're seeing how good that worked out. He says leftists will be leftists. Yet there will not even be. Yes, he said. Yet there will not even be a futile last-minute progressive attempt to correction. They're not trying to correct their bad policies. They're ignoring them. They, he says, however, do not expect the left to brag about their successes either. For example, their successes, as he points out, we have we gave you a wonderful, welcoming, open border and three million new Americans. We worked to get gas up to $5 a gallon in a a way Barack Obama only dreamed of. We finally have fewer felons in jail and prisoners and prisons than ever before. We ended the war in Afghanistan on our own terms. We really spread the wealth with an 8% plus annual inflation rate. Instead, he says, they're not going to brag about all that. They'll fall silent on the very policies that enacted on their old age-old principle that the opiated masses never know what is good for them. You know, what difference does it make, as Hillary would say? And it was uh, Claire McCaskill, when they took the vote back in the early 2000s, I think it was about and eight or nine or seven or no it was yeah it was an eight or nine. It was after Obama was elected. That um the Missourians Democrats and Republicans seventy one percent voted against Obamacare. But Claire McCaskill said, well not enough Democrats voted. Claire McCaskill said people were mean at at the town Hall's because they didn't agree with her and they yelled at her. She now works for, what, CNN? Is that what she's on? Or MSNBC? Claiming the lies. All right. He goes on in this, and he talks about the middle class. The middle class, we're the ones footing the bill for everything the Democrats want to do, yet the Democrats hate the middle class. They want to get rid of the middle class. I never quite understood that. But you see, we're the ones <laughs> with common sense, the middle class. We're the ones that have to think a little bit before we spend that dime. But they don't. They just go, like AOC, oh, we can print more money. We can print more money. I never trust a representative or a female in a high places that talks like a baby, talks like a little girl. The girl that's running against uh, Carrie, oh, what is her name, Lake, Carrie Lake in Arizona, I don't remember the Democrat's name, but she talks like a little girl, which tells me she hasn't got a whole lot of sense. He talks about the um, January 6th committee protocols and what all they're going to have been doing and how that's going to affect. He says, would Democrats, they're afraid that the Republicans are going to do what they would do and have done when they took power. So that's what they're scared of. I'm telling you right now, the January 6th, was scary to the Democrats and the Cheneys and the Romneys and the McConnells and maybe even Kevin McCarthy. Why? Because they knew they had cheated. And we had a few, a few senators that were going to stand up and question these five states that had legitimate questions about what happened in the election there. But you see, we weren't allowed to have that question. Hillary Clinton can get on her little broomstick and tell us that the 2016 was no fair election because she lost. But you aren't allowed to say that. You do not have the freedom of the speech. Only Democrats have the freedom to complain. So we have Liz Cheney going around telling everyone she's going to do whatever it takes to get Kerry Lake not to win the governor, to keep her from winning governorship. She's going to do whatever she can to make sure Trump doesn't run again. What exactly does that mean? That tells me she is evil and that she is unlawful and she is unconstitutional. There is no honesty in Liz Cheney. There is not an ounce of honesty in Stacey Abrams or Hillary Clinton or... (laughs) or Lizzie Warren or Nancy Pelosi it's for the children she says which children the ones you're mutilating to have sex changes which children's the ones that are being human trafficked into this country well we've gone far enough it's time to calm down and bring America home
1: home oh.